Hey there, everyone. It is Jeff from Modern Combat Survival Magazine, and as you probably have figured out by now, I'm a huge fan of survival weapons, especially in having a backup for your primary firearm. And as with any weapon, its effectiveness is really limited by the person who wields it and the skills that you develop to actually use that weapon when it's go time and you have to defend yourself or your family under extreme circumstances. Well, this week you're going to get a crash course in one of the most popular tools slash weapons that's become all the rage lately. And I know that you're going to get a lot out of this and you're going to want to add this to your own survival weapon arsenal if you haven't already. Go ahead and check this out now. bullets were flying, your adrenaline surging, would you hit your target? If the world as you know it crumbled tomorrow, collapsed into chaos, would you know how to survive? If you and those you loved were cornered by a gang, violently attacked, could you protect them? Could you protect them? Could you protect them? Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. It's been going through a skyrocketing resurgence in both the military and law enforcement as a tactical tool as well as a weapon. I'm talking about the tactical tomahawk. And if you don't have one, you may be missing out on one of the most powerful close quarters combat weapons. But as you've heard me say a bazillion times now, the effectiveness of any weapon, whether it's a gun, a stick, a kitten, I don't care what it is, relies primarily on the skill of the person wielding it. So how can you use the tactical tomahawk's unique qualities in real world combat? Well, that's what we're here to find out. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival and executive director of the New World Patriot Alliance with another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. And with me today to get you on the road to Hawk Combat Mastery is the newest trainer in your network, Ben Braddock. Ben, welcome to the program, man. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, I'm really excited to have you part of the network. Uh, I know you were, you were, um, you had programs on uh, Paladin Press, who's no longer around, but it's been always been one of my favorite public publication companies. And uh, you're in a very unique area here of combat tool mastery. So uh, this is going to be interesting. There aren't too many people out there that are doing what you're doing. And I'm really looking forward to getting getting some of your tips. Well, listen, everybody. Uh, ben Ben is a uh, he's a, kind of a newcomer to our network. And if you haven't heard him before, he's a lifelong martial artist who holds a fifth-degree black belt in Ed Parker's American Kempo Karate, which he's been teaching since 1993. He's a veteran of two branches of the U.S. military, and he served as an Army Infantry Close Quarters Combat Specialist in the 101st Airborne Division. He's instructed civilians, military, and police in two nations and has directly consulted for both film and print on multiple occasions for armed and unarmed combat, as well as teaching for the Counterterrorism Institute of America. But the reason I asked Ben to join us here today is for his work and development of his guide on combat applications of the tactical tomahawk. Now, to learn more about Ben and his training, make sure that you visit him online over at his Facebook page, which is his his home online, over at facebook.com slash dragon's tale. Okay, let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into this. So, so Ben, the, the tactical tomahawk has become really popular now, It's uh, but we want to avoid it being just like another one of those tactical weapons rather than a truly tactical weapon that's out there. But a lot of people that especially don't know about the Tomahawk's benefits or how it can be used, especially when it comes to combat, um, might have a lot of misconceptions out there. I think with anything that is new or 
up and coming. People look at it with some skepticism. So when people, when you're talking with people about the, the tomahawk, what would you say are the biggest misconceptions that they have about it that aren't true? And what is the reality behind them? Well, as a new weapon, it was kind of hard for me to come up with any really big misconceptions. They tend to come along with a lot of older weapons. But uh, there, there are a few things out, out there that I've seen that come from uh, probably not well-rounded approaches to training. Uh, so firstly, I'd, I'd say that, you know, it's not a sword, it's not a knife, and it won't behave like one. I, there are a couple of elements to this. Uh, one, with most straight blades, even with a percussive cutting action, if it doesn't pass through the target, you can draw it through the target or otherwise redirect the weapon. But I see people waving tomahawk trainers out there through their training partners back and forth. Uh, there are certain methods that can facilitate that, but because of this misconception resulting from bad training, I've uh, developed a little saying about hawk fighting. Uh, just because you don't want to hook with it doesn't mean you won't. And just because you want to hook with it doesn't mean you should. And uh, Well put, yeah. More than many others, they'll, they're probably going to get hung up. Hmm. So in your training, you need to be prepared for uh, 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 continuous flow of action if it doesn't get hung up. And you need to be able to utilize it properly if it does, because it's very, very likely to. Yeah, I've not I've noticed that too. Just I mean, I mean it's one of those things like it's like a, a surprise, like especially if you're going like hawk versus hawk or something like that. You know, we've we've used the hawk in some of our machete training and it's really interesting that when you when you take the tomahawk and all of a sudden we're used to like with a machete being able to go blade against blade and it just kind of there's a flow of action there and then all of a sudden you use the tomahawk and it's like chunk and all of a sudden you don't have that flow right and it's it's really interesting that you say that because you're right you have to be prepared for both you know when it when it does go through the flow the the, the action that you're taking it through and then also be prepared for when it doesn't all of a sudden you hit that chunk and it stops where do you go from there you need to be able to use that to your advantage if it happens and be prepared for it uh yeah related to that i've seen a lot of people hook with them for the sake of hooking in their training uh, for no discernible purpose. And a, and a tomahawk can do that, and it's fun, but it's it's also not the most realistic training. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I'm probably going to ask you more about that. That's really interesting because you're right. I mean, that's one of the ben- that's one of the benefits. Well, let's talk about that. So, so Ben, the um, there's a re- there is a reason why there's this resurgence of the tactical tomahawk and why it's now being used more in military and even in law enforcement. But for those people out there that are maybe new to the hawk or have never really seen it as a tactical tool or a weapon, let's talk, let's talk, I mean, this is really more about like the combat application of it, like your, like your book. So what are the, the best qualities of a, of a tomahawk? Like what makes it a good close quarters combat weapon? Well, probably the thing that makes it the most interesting is its versatility. Uh, it's sort of a can of worms answer because versatility means that it can do many things. From an overall perspective, it's versatile because it's also a tool like a knife or a machete. It's not usually a pure weapon or a weapon per se. But if it if it wasn't, a lot less people wouldn't carry one. Uh, but looking beyond that, taking it from the standpoint of being a pure weapon, that that's how I treat it. I'm I'm not uh, big into fieldcraft or anything. It's very versatile in that regard as well. You can use it in a long or short choked up grip. You can cut, stab, slice, puncture, strike, hook pry and trap it has open-ended triangles on each end for a variety of uses 
And that's why it's such an interesting weapon to train with because it's not too simplistic or limited. Yeah, and so I, that's um, reason number one, I would say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Probably the most versatile tactical survival slash tool that that can also be used as a weapon, and and the same versatility as a weapon. What what it sounds like? What what else makes it um powerful as a weapon in in, in uh, combat? Well, a couple more reasons. Uh, one, it it hits hard, simple enough. Its mass is at the far end of the lever and projected forward of the center line of the haft. So that's the opposite of most bladed weapons, uh, for example, which try to keep the mass near your hand. If you want to understand the mechanics of how weapons like this work, uh, get your average tomahawk end and maybe a full-size kukri knife and lay the knife on top of the hawk so the handles match up. The points and edges will match as well. Same hmm. plane. They're a lot more closely related weapons than most people would think. Hmm. And uh, also, finally, it's it's easy and intuitive to use. It's a striking weapon. But most people, even without training, they can swing something. Even from a psychological standpoint in combat, it's much easier for people to hammer on an opponent than it is for them to puncture them or carve them up, which is, from a certain standpoint, a much more deliberately lethal action. Uh, you can refer to good old uh, references like uh, Grossman's On Killing and stuff or things like that. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. All good points. All good points. Listen, everybody, we've been talking with Ben Braddock, author of Combat Applications of the Tactical Tomahawk, about how to use the Hawk's unique attributes and benefits as a survival weapon in close combat. Now, we've got a lot more coming up, including Hawk shopping, what to look for, and what to avoid when choosing the best tactical Tomahawk, close quarters combat moves only the Hawk can deliver for stopping an armed attacker fast, and training at home to begin your own Hawk mastery journey. All that and more coming right up, but first, check out this special message. In any disaster, crisis, or attack, your life and the life of those you love could solely rest on the survival gear you've acquired. Do you have the proper gear to protect you from the threats you'll face? Whether it's preparing your home against the destruction and mayhem of a city in chaos, or you're bugging out to a safer location when a natural disaster forces you from your home, the supplies you have right now could ensure your survival or seal your fate. Don't take the risk. Claim your free copy of our exclusive guide, Survival Gear Secrets, at survivalgearsecrets.com and discover the seven-phase survival gear plan every family must prepare for or face the consequences. Five no-bullshit warning signs that a collapse is headed your way, so you're already in action long before your neighbors even know what hit them. And how to know exactly when it's safer to stay at home and shelter in place. Or get in the family bug out mobile and get the hell out of Dodge. Your fellow citizens may be fine with sleeping in a crowded stadium waiting for FEMA to hand them a granola bar, juice box, and a blankie. But you know that no one can protect your family better than you can. If you're properly prepared with the right supplies and equipment to ensure your survival. Don't wait until it's too late. Find out what's missing from your survival gear plan by grabbing your free copy of Survival Gear Secrets now at www.survivalgearsecrets.com. And now, back to our show. Okay, we're back with Ben Braddock of Facebook.com slash Dragon's Tale, author of Combat Applications of the Tactical Tomahawk. Talking about, well, exactly that, Combat Applications of the Tactical Tomahawk. So, so let's go ahead and jump back in. Um, all right, so so Ben, I, I'm ready to go out um, tomahawk shopping. I'm I'm sold that this is a weapon that I should have in my survival ar weapon arsenal. I'm going to go out and I'm going to look for one. 
So, so take us through like, what are we looking for? What are some of the, the, the specific features that makes, make a, a tomahawk a good one for combat purposes or what are some of the things or, and so what are some of the things that we should avoid when uh, going out there shopping too? Because as these have grown in, in popularity, you know, there's a bunch of stuff coming out, some with zombie logos on it or whatever, you know, it's like, it can be daunting for somebody that doesn't know what to look for about finding the right one. So what are those tips that you have for finding the right hawk? All right. So that has 100% to do with what you need it for. There's tomahawk for everything nowadays. Uh, what's your primary consideration? Uh, field tool, survival, brush clearing, rescue tool, breaching. All these things will affect the design you're looking for. From my perspective, I've looked at it as a pure weapon, which affects the desired attributes just as much as any other. Uh, so I'm a fighting instructor. So keeping it as a martial art weapon, uh, I look for attributes ideal for fighting. Uh, but first and foremost, go for quality. They're popular enough now that that's not the same thing as expensive necessarily. So most big manufacturers out there make uh, affordable ones that will stay in one piece. Um, you probably know some of the usual suspects out there that have uh, cheap steel. I've seen some with the steel half welded together in the middle under the handle wrap. Those won't hold up for anything. Uh, so it needs decent steel and a solid functional haft of whatever material you prefer. Um, obviously, you want a blade on it. That's what makes it a tomahawk. But uh, beyond that, what you want it for specifically will dictate what you have on the opposite side of the blade and the shape of the blade itself, of course. But again, I'm going to give advice on using it as a pure weapon, in which case I advise a slightly curved spike or beak on the back. That gives it the ability to puncture and more ability to manipulate, among other things. Mm. Also regarding the blade as a weapon, it needs a top and bottom point to the blade. The top point should be at least 90 degrees, uh, and the lower point or, or beard of the axe, whatever you want to call it, it should basically be a meat hook. And uh, we could go into minute detail on the subject, uh, but you also want one that handles well. That's sort of a subjective matter. Um, as a weapon, a tomahawk is just a small battle axe. It's, it's a battle axe, plain and simple. Um, so what's the difference between a battle axe and a woodcutting axe? Agility. A woodcutting axe has to deliver a heavy blow at no particular pace like a sledgehammer. It can kill someone, but you can't fight with it. That's the main thing right there. A lot of tactical hawks these days tend to be on the end robot because they need a lot of use to their tools, first weapons, second. But if it's a pure weapon, it has to be light and quick. If you compare a lot of modern hawks to most, tended to be really light and quick compared to modern ones. Uh, they were light for field craft and fighting, not for breaching vehicles, crates, and walls, or cutting down trees. So. That same goes for any battle axe of any era. You couldn't use them as tools. You'd ruin them. They were weapons only. So you have to take that in consideration if you're up against other weapons. A knife or a stick is going to out-finesse a hawk, so you need it to move well. Hmm. Um, also, uh, you could get one of the length you prefer. Uh, tomahawks with a wood or polymer handle can be easily customized. Otherwise, you're just going to need to find one with an approximate length you prefer. That's mostly personal preference, too. Uh, but I have a lot of other details about that and uh, how you can tailor the length to your own body in my book if you can find it. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, facing off against other weapons. So, you know, when we're, when we're talking about this as a 
um, as a survival weapon. Uh, let's say that we're facing off against somebody, and I'm talking about like non-firearm, basically a, a melee attack. So somebody armed with like a baseball bat or a knife or a stick, something like that. Um, when you have a tactical tomahawk, I mean, obviously, look, if we had a, a howitzer or you know something, a bazooka, we could take this guy out. But we're assuming that we're 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 in a melee fight. So I have a tomahawk, and it's and I'm up against somebody who is armed with a baseball bat or something like that. What are, um, I know it might be difficult maybe to explain a little bit over, you know, audio, but what are maybe some of the, the go-to moves that are specific to a hawk that make it powerful that somebody can at least start to envision what, uh, what they can do with it against somebody who is an armed attacker in close quarters? Okay. I hope my answer isn't too arcane, but as a martial artist, I try not to have go-to moves. Um, after all, the end goal of any martial arts is to produce ex effective extemporaneous or spontaneous action, and there are so many variables, including the weapon you're up against. But that said, I can make some recommendations. Um, I recommend taking the initiative. Uh, the tomahawk has some defensive potential, but not a lot. Kind of like a knife. It, it has a lot more offensive than defensive potential. If you're defending with a knife, you, you're not blocking with the blade. It's too little. You're not sword fighting. You're usually countercutting while you actually move your body out of the way. The tomahawk has a little more defensive potential than something like a knife, but not a lot. Um, so if you're bridging the gap, getting closer to the opponent, uh, one thing that's really underrated, I don't think I've seen anywhere, is stabbing with it. That's one reason you should have at least a 90-degree top point on the blade. It's not going to puncture someone's vital organs like a knife, but if you jab them in the hand or in the face, they're not going to feel very good. Uh, so that definitely try stabbing or, or striking or checking with the, the flat top of the tomahawk to the opponent's hand or weapon arm. So you're talking, like, basically in that move, you're talking about, like, basically just extending the tomahawk, almost like the tip of it. But if you've got that blade, if the blade part of it is curved up, it's actually as you thrust it out directly horizontal in front of you, it has, like, a stabbing point at the end of it. Not like it's a spear, but almost like that, because thrusting it straight out in front of you with that with that blade up like that, it's going to, it's like a, it, like, gives you an extended mini spear in a way is what you're saying, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it works pretty good on hands and forearms. Hmm. Um, yeah, also, once you've bridged the gap, you're in range of an opponent's body, uh, start trapping him and employing the meat hook. That's what the, the weapon is good for. That's the range it really excels at. And, uh, so, and never neglect your environment either, uh, like improvised weapons. Historically, the battle axe has always been well paired with a defensive weapon in the other hand well yeah that what i like i mean what, what you said is we apply that to so many ways right like whether it's a gun owner or something like that a lot of people think they think only in terms of the weapon that they have in their hand like like gun guys uh, what do i need you know hand-to-hand -hand combat for i've got a gun you know same thing i guess with with this you can use a tomahawk yes i mean you would think that people would just kind of start trying to swing away from a distance or whatever but in close quarters combat, most of the damage you can do is up close. Not that you can't get a good hack in with a tomahawk, but it doesn't, it doesn't take you off the hook for learning, um, trapping methods, things like that, hand to hand stuff, because those are things that are going to open up more opportunities for you with using the, the hawk as an actual weapon. So spoken like a true uh, martial artist too. So 
but it's so true. It really is so true. It's hard to rely on the tomahawk itself because it's mm-hmm. so short and it involves so many hooking and trapping actions. If you if you get close, it's really usually they're not much longer than a good Bowie knife. So you're going to have to know how to utilize your empty hand or your legs and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about um, like how somebody can can get started with this. So they're going to go out shopping now. You've given some great tips on how to how to find the right tactile tomahawk. Uh, so let's let's talk about you got it now. What's the best way for us to train with it? Can you give us maybe like um, a simple drill or something like that to start to get used to how? Because um, I, I think what you what you said about how it's you've got to be prepared for the attributes of a tomahawk, whether they're planned or whether they're not planned because of the hooking or, or something like that, it, it, it does wield differently than like a club or a machete or a knife or anything like that. So are there any drills that somebody can use at home, whether with a training tomahawk or maybe there's a way to take a tomahawk and, and, and make it safer or whatever, um, that we, they can start to understand those dynamics? if not necessarily to become a master right now off of, you know, just your answer. Um, but just to start to understand those dynamics of what makes a tomahawk powerful and things that you need to be, I don't want to say concerned about, but aware of as a limitation or of something that's just built into its design. Yeah. Uh, there are so many different drills and exercises that you can do, but I think a go-to place to start with any weapon for that matter is to lay out your your four to eight basic angles of attack and start going through the motions. There's so much you can do to build on that simple drill too. There's something as simple as adding footwork once you've got those down or altering the depth or width of your strikes. You can envision whether each individual strike is an attack, a block, a hook, and it won't really alter the motion, just what you can do with that same motion. Hmm. Then you can start adding in your other hand. You can do that with any weapon, though. So beyond that, with a fighting hawk, start by making each strike with the blade. Then make make each backhand strike with the beak. Then reverse that. Then try making all the angles into strikes with the beak. Then produce combinations of the two. They'll start bringing the versatility of the weapon into play. Do all of it from a short, choked-up grip as well. Yeah, I mean... Just, I mean, we, it's, it's actually, there's a lot more to it than even with a handgun, but it's the same kind of thing, right? Like it should be an extension of your body. And the only way to do that is to use it in a lot of different ways. Um, hold it down at the bottom, hold it in the middle, hold it up near the blade, um, and, and see what you can do with those different lengths and, and, um, how does the weight at, how does the weight of it, it to get used to it? And then you start, you know, ratcheting up your training and, um, You'll start, especially if you can start with another, you know, with another person doing, you know, safely with a with a training hawk or something like that. You can start to see how it can can really pair out. Awesome, awesome. Well, Ben, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, I look forward to uh, checking out your book, and um, I know it's got a lot of how-to photos and stuff in there as well. I'm always looking for a new hawk or any sort of you know close quarters combat type, type training. So I'm really looking forward to this. I appreciate you taking time with us today. Uh, listen, everyone, uh, Ben's, Ben's, I mean, like I said, there aren't too many people out there who are doing anything when it comes to the combat application of a tactical tomahawk. And this is one of the areas that Ben, it's passion of his, but he's also um, gone on to, to train others in how to use this. So I highly recommend that you go check out his webpage and find out more about his training, all types of training, whether it's unarmed or if it's armed. 
over at his uh, Facebook page or at facebook.com slash dragon's tale. And until our next Modern Combat and Survival broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. modern combat and survival we hope you've enjoyed the show you can help us out by rating our podcast on itunes and leaving a comment you can check us out on facebook at facebook.com backslash modern combat and survival and don't forget to claim your free subscription to modern combat and survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com lock and load and we'll see you next time This has been Modern Combat and Survival.